Have you been struggling with shiny object syndrome in your business? Are you constantly being pulled away with shiny ideas that end up dividing your attention from the real activities that actually grow your business? Well, it's something both Brandon and I have struggled with over the years. However, we've both seen a huge improvement on identifying when some new idea is going to hinder our business versus actually contributing to growth. Today, we're going over what shiny object syndrome is, how to identify it and how to avoid it. If you're new to the show, my name is Tom Moffitt, and I'm joined by my good buddy and co-host, Brandon Love. The Invested Entrepreneur is the only podcast that is geared towards helping the Canadian entrepreneur achieve financial independence through business and investing. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Invested Entrepreneur. Brandon Love here with Tom Moffitt. And today we are going to dive into something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs experience, and that is shiny object syndrome. So if you haven't heard of this before, once we describe it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I've experienced that because every single entrepreneur has. We definitely have in our business. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what it is, how to interpret if you're having shiny object or if it's actually a good opportunity and where to take things from there. So let's kick it off, Tom. Yeah, we've definitely experienced this quite a bit this year, Brandon, you and I personally. And you know what? I'd like to think the start of the year, we had quite a bit of this, but we've eventually narrowed it down in terms of how much it presented in our life, in our business. And we're a lot better. We're still not perfect. Like to give you an example, every week, Brandon or myself will come to each other with this grand idea. But the really cool point that we now are at is the other person will just shoot it down right away if it's just way too out of left field. Like I know I came to you with one earlier this week, I forget what it was. But I remember thinking like, thank you, Brandon, for at least just telling me no, let's not go that route. Because I was like, yeah, that could have been a whole other route and rabbit hole that we went down. What about you? What are your thoughts on that with this year? For sure. I think we started the year, we were both in Kelowna together and we were like a big focus of the year is not having shiny object syndrome. And ironically, we had a total departure from that. And we went down like a rabbit hole where we launched a whole other business that I would say probably opportunity cost wise ended up costing us about $100,000 for how much time we sunk into it. So realizing and recognizing that, thankfully, we were able to nip it in the bud pretty quickly and move on from it. But we're quick now to point out to each other that, hey, you know, if we take everything we have on our plate, do we have room for this? No, we're just stuffing ourselves and losing the pieces that are actually working for us. Yeah, I think the nice part, though, is that every shiny object that has come into my world, it's had some sort of lesson along the way and something that I've learned from. And I would think the biggest takeaway for you and I, our other business lead vine that we started early on this year that you just referenced, yes, it was a mistake grand scheme of things. And yes, it probably cost us money. But at the same time, it also made us realize that we work very well together, which led us into merging our mortgage business. So I don't regret it. I think it was great that we went down that route. But at the end of the day, if we keep doing that every single year and multiple times, then of course, you're not going to be effective in your business. For sure. No regrets at all. It was worth it. So some people listening might still be wondering what is shiny objects. So why don't we just talk about that squirrel (laughs) squirrel okay let's go to really just simplify it it's really just something that's going to take you away from your main business and your main way of generating money revenue so the way i define shiny object is i don't know if there's an actual definition out there but for me is i look at this thing that's coming in to my life that i think is a grand idea a really cool 
awesome opportunity for me to go in terms of business specifically. And if I look at it and I know that, hey, you know what, this is kind of outside of the realm from what I'm doing right now. And I know if I pursue that, it's not going to do well for my business. If anything, it's going to take me away from my business. And it's not only just business ideas, it's also something that might be incorporated in your day to day business, but might not move the needle in terms of just sticking to one thing that you do best. I know I probably generalizing there, but that's how I think of it when something comes into my life in terms of a shiny object. Yeah, I would say that shiny object kind of always presents itself as if you add this to your business, it's going to add this whole other dimension to it. And it seems very attractive, but it's a fool's gold kind of scenario because it ends up taking way more time as most opportunities do. It pulls you away from the other pieces that are working and it ends up actually hurting your business. And it can come in a myriad of ways. It can be a revenue generating income, an idea that's going to grow your marketing, your reach that way. Even some ideas where you're like, this is going to save me a ton of time if I build this out. You're looking at it kind of like from a logistical angle, there can be shiny object there. So it's very difficult to recognize because at first glance, it looks very attractive. And I think as a, a solo entrepreneur, especially, it's very hard to say, is this shiny object or is this an opportunity? When you have a partnership, it's a little bit easier to call each other out on it. So we've benefited from that. But for a while there was touch and go. Yeah, exactly. And for the most part, we agree on everything that we come together on. But it sometimes takes the other person to tell the other person, hey, man, just cut it out, focus on what we're doing right now. And to give an example of that, like just to go back to that business that we started, the business was helping other mortgage brokers. So it was a B2B business, we're helping them on how to book more appointments with other referral partners to build their business. So all we were doing is we were making calls to other realtors specifically to book meetings with them for their business. And yes, it was in the mortgage industry. In your head, you can kind of think, okay, it's related to what we do, but it's a completely different business model. Like you're running an agency versus us. We were mortgage brokers and running our own business there. So that took us away from actually expanding our mortgage business. So that was a huge shiny object right there. That's a whole other business. But to bring it into another example of like something that's within your business that is actually related to it is maybe the AI idea that you had that one night that you came to me. I can't remember exactly what it was. I remember thinking like, man, like that's a whole other rabbit hole. And it was like an AI or discovery call thing that you had going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually ended up implementing like a soft version of that just to study my scripts. But for sure, that was a rabbit hole. And it comes up a lot with different ideas where you're like, this is so cool. And quite often, it's over the weekend where you binge a bunch of YouTube videos, yeah. or you start reading a new book or something when you have that like kind of pause to think. And then you're like, holy shit, like day to day, do I actually have time to implement that? And have I tapped out the things in my business that are actually working? And I think that's one of the key things to really focus on is to say, what is your business actually there for? What do you do well at? And are you doing enough of that before you add more features? Can you add more substance? Yeah. So you're saying add more substance to the fundamentals that got you to where you're at right now. Exactly. So if that's for mortgage brokers, partnerships with other industry leaders, if you're someone who's doing like window cleaning, it's probably door knocking, whatever that business might be, there's a way that you got your first hundred clients. And the way to get to your next thousand is likely just doing more of that first hundred, yeah. but doing it better and with greater intensity. 
Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent, man. Like if you just look at that in general, like nine times out of 10, you haven't done enough of it. And if it's already working with what you're doing, just double down on it, 10 exit, and then you can reevaluate. You can kind of go, okay, maybe I've actually tapped it out at this point. And if that's the case, then you can move on to the next activity. If it's lead gen specifically, like if you've already, I mean, you never really reach it, but if you made all your calls, you've connected with everyone on social media, which you can't get to that point. But you get my point here. Like eventually you may hit that ceiling, but 90% of the time you're not going to hit that. So that's what I always ask myself. And another thing I ask myself too is, am I bored? Like I find some of the times where I come up with these cool business ideas is sometimes I'm just bored and I'm just tired of doing the day-to-day -day things that actually move the needle in my business. So I always have to ask myself that. And that's something that I've really improved on this year is just asking myself, is this one thing just that I'm looking at because I'm bored of what I'm doing right now? Or is it because it's actually a really good idea that may move the needle in my business and I'll think on it for a while. I'll sit on it until I actually start implementing it. And I've caught, I'd probably say three or four times this year where I've actually sat on it and decided not to move on from it versus maybe a year ago, I probably would have just pursued it right away without thinking about it. Yeah, I think that word boredom too can sometimes be also tied into like burned out. If you're feeling burnt out with, you know, maybe you've done a bunch of prospecting meetings, you've met, in our case, a bunch of realtors or financial advisors, and you feel like you're not really jiving with that last cohort. And you're like, I don't know if this strategy is working for me anymore. Two years ago, this was awesome, but like, I'm, I'm just not feeling it anymore. So then you start strategy number two, you start thinking, oh, okay, I'll do this video ask, or I'll do this social media push. And it's like, okay, maybe you just needed to meet with the next 25 yeah. realtors, and then you would have found the five in there personality wise that line up with you that you actually like doing business with. And it's not a matter of like, that you have the wrong thing. It's that you're kind of burnt out with where you're at. So sometimes taking that step back, reevaluating and just sitting on things allows you to get that perspective that drives your business forward. Yeah, that's a great point. Because I think some of it too, is that maybe these things that are the fundamentals in your business that you should be doing, aren't working. But it could just be that you haven't been doing it for long enough. Like I find a lot of people start something, but they don't actually continue doing it. We'll use this podcast, for example, we're only on episode, what is this 11 or 12? Yeah, I don't know, probably episode 12. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're very early on. But you know, we're not going to see results from it in terms of like building connections and growing the podcast with viewers until it's maybe at episode 100. Like we don't know when that's going to happen. But my point is just stick to something for a longer period of time. And whenever you want to give up on it, just keep pushing. I know it's easier said than done. But I found myself doing that in the past where I would move on to something else because it just hasn't worked for the first 90 days. Yeah, exactly. I was watching this great YouTube video last night and I can't recall his name because it was a tough one, but it was a Shaolin monk in Germany. And he was talking about how a lot of humans across the board, every human, so much effort goes into just generating the spark for something. And then people stop at the phase of the spark when really that's when the next couple of things that you put in would feed a fire that would light you up and give your life purpose and direction. But everyone just goes spark to, oh, the spark goes out. Okay, I'm going to go start another spark. And you never actually catch on anything. His point was you just need that bit of patience. You need to keep giving 
it more energy and then it will start to produce but you can't keep moving on idea to idea and expect that you're going to catch fire yeah no i love that man you'll have to send me that resource after yeah i'll send you the link it was uh it was one of those ones i've been back on the treadmill again and i was watching youtube shorts and then they had the full like 56 minute interview so i was like oh this is great i'll flip it to you and i can post it in the show notes too yeah i'm sure some people listening would want to hear that or watch it Cool. So one question for you is how would you really just balance wanting additional streams of income versus not wanting to lose focus? Like I find sometimes that's where I have difficulty is chasing that additional stream of income. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So the old saying always goes, you know, chase two rabbits, catch none. And I do think there is a certain element in business where you do have to go all in on one idea. And for us, it was like, just go all in on mortgages. But then there comes a time where you want to diversify your income streams and you want to add additional revenue sources just for a more balanced portfolio or just more so to mitigate any risks for industry swings or things of that nature. So I think it really just boils down to, are you doing the fundamentals in your business consistently and to a level that you can maintain and grow and just scale doing those? And if you're skipping those, don't do more. Figure out what your baseline is and figure out how to do that foundation consistently. Don't add another layer on because you know, you're know you just going to collapse the whole thing. Yeah, I tend to agree. And I think another question you should ask yourself is like, I mean, biggest concept for our show right now is to go over financial independence. So you look at your business right now and you think, okay, if I just got rid of all of these different distractions and I focused all of my effort hundred percent into this one business, how quickly can I achieve my FI goal? Let's say it's $3 million. How quickly can I generate that $3 million just focusing in on this one business? And then I would evaluate from there. And maybe at that point you realize, Hey, maybe you're in the wrong industry. If you want to hit your goal, in a quicker amount of time, like some industries are better for that. But I would also argue that some industries, like if you're in lawn care, like you can scale that and make millions if you wanted to, you go nationwide. So, I mean, that's what I would ask myself there, which actually kind of ties into what we're doing here with our concept on the show. We haven't really gone over like why we rebranded, why we changed the name of our podcast. And we'll go over that a bit before we close this episode out. Yeah, for sure. I think some of you probably have noticed that this has changed from FI talk to the invested entrepreneur. That happened for a few reasons. I'll touch on one or two and then Tom will probably tie it all together for us. But I think we felt that we had a lot of experience and insights and also more curiosities surrounding the whole investing community and financial independence as entrepreneurs ourselves. Whereas we felt that kind of like financial independence itself was too broad of concept. So just really niching in on this and getting nitty gritty for anyone who is a business owner or wants to transition to becoming a business owner, this is going to be a real guiding podcast and platform for those kinds of conversations. And we can really have the advice and guests and everything tailored to that. Yeah. And I think it really just started with us. We were thinking of ideas for episodes and there's so many different concepts that we could have gone down. And I always think to myself as like a listener of a podcast, I want to tune in on something that achieves a goal or something that I can take away like a strategy or an outcome from it. I always hate like listening to a podcast where it's like so generalized and it's just like an interview. You don't really get any takeaways from it. 
I always love going into something that's so narrowly focused that I know what I'm going to get from listening to that episode. And that's kind of where it started with us. Like the two things we love most is being an entrepreneur and being in the path of financial independence and trying to achieve our FI goal. So those two things that we love doing just kind of ties into this one podcast. And I think if you are an entrepreneur, you're in Canada and you want to achieve FI, then this is the place that you want to be. And we're going to keep growing this thing out. And I find that in the general Canadian market for podcasts, like there's some really good real estate investing podcasts, traditional investing podcasts, but there's nothing specifically for entrepreneurs in how to invest and achieve FI. And that's where I saw that lack of resources. And we want to fill that gap with this podcast. For sure, 100%. And I think another key piece here too is like, both of us are sharing things as we are learning them and as we're growing and investing ourselves. So it's kind of that like real time follow along, we're going to make mistakes, we're going to have some wins. And all of this is going to be shared over this platform. So you get to come along for the ride and hopefully learn some stuff along the way. Yeah, and we're going to have some pretty cool guests in the future too, like accountants, all that good stuff. Make it really, really narrowly focused for you as an entrepreneur. For sure. All right, everyone, we'll wrap that up for today, I think. So if you feel like you're seeing shiny objects in your business or you're tempted by them, take the time to evaluate it. Make sure it's not going to pull you away from your core activities and reflect on it and then just go forward. You know what I mean? You're going to get distracted. Things will pop up that pull you away. The faster you can recognize them, the better you're going to be. So year after year, just focus on getting faster at recognizing when you're being pulled away and shift back to your core focus. And I've said it better. Awesome. So that's take on this episode. We will see you guys on the next episode next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.